Hi guys, so good to be with you again. And uh, I just want to introduce this new series to you. We are going to be looking over the next few weeks at the subjects of salvation. Uh, if you like, the theology of salvation, the different aspects of salvation that the Bible talks about. Uh, I suppose it's a lifelong discovery process, really, as we uh, look at the different aspects of salvation. Uh, we realize that there's so much in every aspect. It's an incredible amount of material in every aspect of salvation uh, that we'll be looking at. And, you know, when Jesus died on the cross, he did an incredible thing that's changed history. And this new series, wants, we want to look again at the very basics of our Christian faith, the very fundamentals, so that we can understand better and better what the Lord has done for us. And today we're looking at new birth. You know, uh, the, the phrase born again and born again Christian, which used so, so pejoratively and so mockingly uh, in, in the world and in society. Oh, you're one of those born again Christians, are you? Well, yes, I am. And I am thrilled to bits to be a born again Christian. I am so, so delighted. I am just amazed at what God has done for us. You know, just recently it's been Easter and we've been looking at the story of the cross and the resurrection and how these were pivotal days in the history of the world. Just a few days uh, in, in world history of millions of years. And in those uh, two days, three days, that was the pivotal point. That's when our calendar is geared to that's that's the point of history where everything changed before christ and after christ and people try to uh, change that and eradicate that but it is history it's part of who we are it is in the history of the world now the pivotal point in every nation's history so to be born again is the pivotal point in your personal history. Everything changes. There's before you were born again, and there's after you were born again. I was born again in August 1959. I want you to know that in world history, there were some events in August 1959 that were fairly important. For instance, in August 1959, the 50th state of America was incorporated. And, uh, you know, this is a quiz, pub quiz question now, uh, which, which was the 50th state to be incorporated in 1959. Pause for your answers. Now I will tell you that it was Hawaii. Anyone get Hawaii? Another thing that happened actually was that a 25-year-old man called David Carr died, which may not sound very important, but actually medics have discovered since that he was the first known person to die of HIV before the AIDS pandemic took off. And this wasn't discovered 
until 1990 when his tissues were looked at again. Well, that was a little bit depressing in, in history, wasn't it? But August the 29th, 1959 was another interesting day, a pivotal day in music history. Does anybody know what that was? A pivotal day in musical history? Second pub question, August the 29th, 1959. Well, in the Casbah Coffee Club, Wow, those were the days, weren't they? Coffee clubs. In the Casbar Coffee Club, Liverpool, because there was a no-show of part of his band, George Harrison and Ken Brown joined up impromptu with John Lennon and Paul McCartney to play that evening at the Casbar Coffee Club. This guy, Ken Brown, interesting fellow, he left after six weeks complaining that he thought he was never going to get paid enough. John Lennon, Paul McCartney, George Harrison, they went on to be the Beatles, in case you had forgotten that. I'm sure you hadn't forgotten that. So these are all points in history. But August 1959 was the, the time that I became a Christian. I was born again. You know, when you have a child, uh, if you've been fortunate enough to hold your own child and look at this baby, if you've been fortunate enough to go through that process, you will understand maybe something of what it feels like to look at this baby and think, what will it grow like? Who will it be like? Will it have more of the personality of its mum or its dad? What will this child grow to be like? And we tend to focus on what will they do they look like mum or do they look like dad? Or, you know, have they got more of one or the other? We tend to focus on these very human things. When we're born again, we're born again by the Holy Spirit. And as it were, God holds us and looks at us and thinks of all the potential that's in us to be his child. Let's uh, read, and we're going to read from 2 Corinthians, and just a couple of verses in 2 Corinthians. There's so many passages I could have picked up. I suppose you've probably thought of Nicodemus and goes to Jesus, and Jesus talks about you must be born again. And Nicodemus, how can I enter my mother's womb again a second time and be born a second time? And Jesus talks about the spiritual being born again. But I'm going to take this passage that Paul writes in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 16 and verse 17. Just those two verses. From now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh, even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh, we regard him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ... He is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Wow. Lord, we do just pray that in these few moments, you'll touch our hearts again with the amazing joy of being born again. Amen. And so Paul talks in verse 16 like this from now on therefore we regard no one according to the flesh 
Well, what does that mean? Well, it means that once we've been born again, we see things differently. We don't judge things just in fleshly ways any, anymore. It's not that we ignore the world, but we are taken beyond the limitations of the human view of everything. You know, we're limited in our knowledge of things and people, and we don't know people fully. We don't understand often fully what makes them tick or who they are. And we're influenced by our biases and our upbringing and who we are influences how we look at other people. You see, the Jews had this expectation at the time of Jesus. They had an expectation that their Messiah would be a military leader, a great king who would free them from the oppression of the Romans and the Roman Empire and cause the Jewish nation to be kings of the world. And that was their expectation. And it, it was fed by their biases. And so they failed to fully understand what the Old Testament prophecies were saying. And Jesus was frequently explaining to people how the Old Testament prophecies applied to him and that he was indeed this Messiah. And so Paul goes on to say, from now on, henceforth, from now on. Though we were once regarded Christ, we regard him thus no longer. From now on, there's an understanding of Jesus. There's an understanding that he's the son of man and the son of God, that he combines full humanity and full Godheadness in himself. And he is the son of God and the son of man. He's this mystery revealed, if you like. And just in the previous chapter, I just want to mention this verse in 2 Corinthians 4, verse 6, where it says this, for God who said, let light shine out of darkness, has shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. This is what happens in new birth. This is what happens. God shines into our hearts. Through his grace, he comes to us with mercy. And, and he, as we step out in faith uh, in Jesus Christ as our Savior, we are born again by the Spirit as God gives us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. We look at Jesus Christ differently. We see him differently. We see him now as one who reflects not just the manhood in which we are uh, trapped, as it were, but also the glory of God. He is the revelation of all that God is. You've seen me, you've seen the Father, says Jesus. He is that revelation to us. And in our new birth we are suddenly flooded that famous hymn says my dungeon filled with light suddenly light comes to us understanding comes to us and new birth comes to us and we are transferred into a whole new way of life 
And so verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, which means if, any, if you put your faith in Christ, if you're a believer, then you are born again. If anyone is in Christ, he is what? A new creation. What a statement that is. What an extraordinary statement. You are a new creation. The Holy Spirit rebirths you so that everything is new again. And so Paul says in verse 17, the old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. So first he says, you're a new creation. The Holy Spirit begins again. You have a new heart to follow Jesus. Previously, you were dead to Christ. Previously, you were not responding to him. Previously, you actually were caught up in the rebellion that you inherited, the rebellion of Adam, the rebellion of all mankind against the, the, the rule of the Lord. And every sin that you can think of flows out of that rebellion. We, we want to do things our way. And that is replaced in our deepest being by wanting to do things God's way. This is the rebirth. Previously, you wanted to do things your way. Now you want to do things God's way. There's a whole new perspective on life. Everything changes. Your heart begins to follow Jesus. Of course, it takes uh, a while, and the Bible calls this process sanctification, as this changed heart works out into changed attitudes, changed thinking, and changed activity and change lives. Paul says, let your new mind, let your mind be transformed, Romans 12 verse 2, let it be transformed. There's a process, but it comes from this new birth inside. Your mind isn't transformed in a vacuum, it's transformed by the impact of the new birth your thinking changes. You are God-orientated. You are following Jesus Christ into a new life. And in Rome, in Galatians, sorry, Galatians 5.25, Paul talks about walking in the Spirit. Because you've been born again by the Spirit, now walk in the Spirit. You begin with the Spirit. He says earlier in Galatians, now continue in the Spirit. <clears throat> walk in the Spirit. Listen to the Lord. Find the Lord's way. Uh, in life, you know, before you were born again, you didn't want that. You were opposed to that. But now you've been born again. You're listening out. You're thinking about. Your heart is telling you this is the way to live. New life, walking in the spirit. And in Ephesians 1 verses 13 and 14, Paul talks about this new hope of our inheritance. This hope, this hope of glory. And of course, it's not the modern hope, which is a, basically a, a, a wish. This is the hope that is a certainty, because he's, Ephesians 1 verse 13 says, we are sealed with the Holy Spirit. We are locked up, if you like, with the Holy Spirit. God encompasses us in the Holy Spirit. God surrounds us in the Holy Spirit. He seals us. He stamps his imprint upon us. He presses that seal into us to make us more and more Christ-like. 
but that seal seals us for a future inheritance we know that we will come into this inheritance and this inheritance of course is to live with god uh, forever on a new earth because he will make all things new we begin with new birth but what jesus did on the cross also affects the whole of creation and the whole of creation groans waiting for the revelation of the sons of god paul talks about it in romans 8 and this revelation of the sons of god will include the revelation of a new earth and a new heaven and god will come on to earth and dwell with us and we will be with him and such a hope is ours you know there people do have lots of um vague ideas about heaven i don't know if you've uh, watched the repair shop uh, on the television the repair shop is a program jackie and i enjoy watching uh, but it's interesting that people bring their things into uh, the repair shop usually with some memories attached usually of some family member who's uh, been much loved and sometimes they passed on and here is this heirloom or this uh, something or other that reminds them of that person and they say uh, when they pick it up again you know the, the 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 people in the repair shop say so you know how is it is this good and often people say something along the lines of oh it's wonderful i'm sure he's looking down on us and liking this well i'm not sure whether or not people are looking down from what we call heaven but i know this that there'll come a day when we will have a new earth it's not something floating in the sky uh heaven isn't sitting on clouds heaven is a real existence feet on the ground with the lord so that's our new hope as well so the old ways are gone and there is this overlapping of the ages the old in creation and people who are not saved people around us the old seems to go on but actually it's decaying and dying and what has started with your new birth will then go on through into eternity so how i thought and how i acted has gone now because i've been born again the old is decaying and dying and will eventually be changed the environment and the world in which we live will eventually be wrapped up and god will make it new the new has come the new has come i've been born again and everything becomes new to me i look at it newly i understand it newly i am fed by the spirit to see things god's way our new relationship with jesus gives us an existence that goes through into eternity i have a new heart i have new thinking i have new acting god has got hold of me god has rebirthed me the old has gone the new has come it's like god 
in August 1959, held me in his arms and thought of all the potential ahead, of all the life that would be lived ahead. He could look at it. And unlike us human parents who wonder and think, how will it work out? He knew how it would work out because he holds us in his hands. He enfolds us in his love. He is Father, our Father in heaven. Oh, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth. Yes, we're born again to a new life. A new heart, a new thinking, a new acting. It's like as we're born again, we're a baby again in God's arms. It all starts afresh. What a salvation this is. Isn't it wonderful to know that even if you can't put a specific date in it, you know that you've put your trust in him and you have been born again. That there has been at some point in your life a realisation that you are trusting in Jesus and his death on the cross. August 1959 was a long time ago. Some of you weren't even born then, were you? But he is faithful and he holds you from your birth onwards. He's the good father who loves you into eternity. Lord, we just rejoice in this salvation again. Give you thanks. And Lord, as we go on into the coming few weeks and see the different facets, like the facets of a diamond, how precious is this salvation to us. Thank you, Lord. Amen.